The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show today. I'm Diane Ray. I'm just doing it on the phone right now for this segment. We were having a little tech issues that we're trying to work out. But, hey, if you're here, I am glad. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Um, in my little introduction uh, just a minute ago, I was talking about uh, feeling worthy, <laughs> the, the subject of the day, the question for today. So I was just uh, giving you a little background of um, – you know, why this topic is relevant, you know, so I was watching one of my favorite series last night called The Affair on HBO, and it just, you know, was interesting how this character on the show was going through these feelings of doubt and unworthiness and her abilities, you know, her abilities to be a mother, her talents as an actress, and how all of this was playing out in self-sabotaging behavior. So it was really interesting just kind of the parallel of what was happening with this character on the show and the topic that we're going to be talking about today. Now, if you haven't seen the series, it's pretty intense. This is actually the last season. So a lot happened, you know, before this character was going through this whole crisis. So it's just interesting. But, like, the the overall point is, you know, how damaging these feelings of unworthiness can be. So I was thinking about that as I was watching it and thinking about my guest today that I'm going to introduce you to. So I'm really excited to be talking about this, about self-worth and why we feel that we're not enough. Andrea Lynn is the author of Born Enough, and she's also an NASM fitness trainer, a Reiki master, and master angel practitioner. And she has helped thousands of people reach their personal health and wellness goals and improve their physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. So you can find her online at Andrea, it's O-N, D-R-E-A Lynn, L-Y-N-N dot com. You can find her at her site, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And we were introduced uh, by a mutual friend, so I'm really grateful for that. I've been loving her book, Born Enough. And I want to welcome Andrea to the show. So thanks for joining us, Andrea. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and being and being patient with our our technical uh, issue, <laughs> technical. Hey, you know, I was I was like feeling into that, and I was I was like, wow, if this is not how our unworthiness shows up, it's like it's there, and then it's like, oh, it's gone. I think it's gone, and then it's there, and it's gone. <laughs> so it really right. does tie into how this shows up. <laughs> well, and how you handle things too. It's like you know. You can freak out when something doesn't go right your way and, you know, or you can just kind of go with it. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you know, this is live and live radio things happen, so we're just going to go with it. So we'll try to reconnect at the break um, and then we'll be able to talk uh, a little clearer and not be on the phone. But at any rate, you know, hey, I got you here and we're talking and we're going to get into this subject. So I think this is pretty awesome. So I've been reading through the book and you get really um, – you know, I don't want to say really raw, but like really personal. You share a lot of yourself in the book, which I think is great. And you talk about your personal journey 
to worthiness, you know, and what you, what drew you to this work and helping people to realize that they are enough. So I just wanted to get a little bit of, of your personal story, you know, what drew you to this work and how important it is to help people to feel worthy. Yeah, well, geez, we could probably talk for two hours about that journey. <laughs> so yeah. I'll try to keep it, you know, uh, short and to the point so that you the, you and the, the listeners understand, um, you know, why. What's the big why behind this, this uh, book that I felt so inspired to write? And it was for my own personal healing, and it was also to help hundreds and thousands of other, um, you know, I say women, it is for everybody, but, you know, I really find that women struggle silently with not feeling enough. Um, so my story starts with my birth. <laughs> and, you know, I feel that I was born just like you, Diane, and everybody else listening, that we were born perfect. And we had this brilliance within us. And as a baby, I never judged whether I was worthy or not. I was just being. And then life happens. You know, I realized that I have a mom who is depressed and she doesn't realize she's depressed until she's older and has to go on, um, you know, medication to handle that. And I had a dad who had his own insecurities and it would show up with, you know, irritation and aggression. But what really for me I feel like was the culprit of this, the root of me not feeling worthy was um, really being a survivor of sexual assault. And that happened to me when I was around 11. But leading up to it was many, many years because it was a family member who would, you know, was molesting me for a while. And then, you know, that big day comes where it, it went to the next level. And so I never told anybody that. I told my one good friend when it happened and I said, you know, this is what happened, and don't ever tell anybody. And so for me, it was like, okay, well, I told this person, and maybe it'll go away. I don't know. <laughs> I was only 11 at the time. And then um, I guess she couldn't handle that information because she ended up telling her mother, and her mother and my mother were friends, and her mother went and said to my mom, you know, this is what's happened to your daughter. And so... You know, you would think that at that moment things would get better because it's out and, I'll, and I would have been supported, but I wasn't. It actually got worse. And so my mom, being already a depressed um, woman, she went spiraling down even further. And um, she basically, it was like I was wearing the scarlet letter. And so it was like, oh, I always just felt like nobody really wanted to look at me after that in my family. And uh, so my mom basically couldn't cope with it, so she did a lot of sleeping and not talking. And my dad and my mom at the time were divorced, and so my dad wouldn't believe me. And he, you know, he would say, Andrea, I, I think you're just making this up because you want attention. And, and I was like, but that's not true. I don't want attention. This is what happened. And so it got worse once it all came out. Uh, then I was, you know, told I had to go to therapy. And when I went to therapy, I sat there for many, many months not speaking, thinking like, would this woman just fade away? If I just close my eyes, maybe she'll disappear. Um, until that one day when I said, all right, whatever, I'm here. I might as well talk to this woman. And when I did, 
um, I guess she realized that there was a case here. And so then it went to court and it just got, it just kept really getting worse and worse and worse. And um, the court was not in my favor, even though there was DNA evidence. And so, you know, that I'm bringing that up because for me, that was the biggest, um, I would say, incident that happened that was traumatic as a child that I really felt like, well, maybe I'm not worthy, right? Somebody violated me sexually, and now my family is not supporting me. And so, um, you know, people always say to me, how did you get through it? I have no idea. (laughs) I wish I could say it was this one thing, Um, but it was a, a conglomeration of things. One of the things I have to say I feel got me through that terrible time was, um, I was singing and dancing and acting. And so I remember vividly going outside on my back porch and I would make the trees my audience and I would talk to them. And then I would put on music and I would dance for them and I would sing for them. And it was a way for me to escape. But ultimately, as I got older, I realized it was a way for me to really reconnect to what was inside of me, this divine presence that the trees were holding. And they weren't judging me. You know, I could be myself. And, you know, they believed in me. And it was like I could, in my childlike mind, I could feel them applauding me. Until then I went to college and that is a whole another thing because I left my, um, you know, apple farm land of tons of trees and I went to um, Manhattan and I went to Performing Arts College. So things definitely started to shift from there. So... Um, let me just, I'll, I'll fast forward a little bit. So obviously I was still not really feeling my worth, but I was pushing through life and pushing through life. And, um, I was, I was acting and I was pounding the pavement and I, I just thought, you know what, if I would just be famous one day, somebody is going to love me because I love famous people. So if I'm famous, Somebody's going to love me, and then I'm going to feel worthy. Matter of fact, maybe it'll be like hundreds of thousands of people that love me. And um, I just got more and more messages at that time that I wasn't worthy. You know, I'd go to auditions and be told I wasn't pretty enough, I wasn't skinny enough, whatever. I just was never enough. And so it was interesting how the universe was like mirroring to me what I was feeling inside. And I wasn't getting it at the time at all. I just kept like, well, whatever my anger inside was just kind of building. And so I pushed even harder to prove to people that I was worthy. And then what happened was um, I actually had my son at a very young age of of 24. And um, that like literally was like a hand that dragged me out of my dream world of being famous. So my whole life changed. I gained 75 pounds. I'm only 5'1", so that's a lot <laughs> of weight for me. Uh, so now I'm like, oh, my God, whose body is this? This body doesn't even feel good anymore. Um, so I have my son. That marriage that I went into actually was very toxic. And um, like I said, I'll come kind of fast-forwarding through my pieces. But what I realized was that um, I knew my marriage was falling apart. And I decided one day um, after a night that my husband at the time was grappling with his own stuff, right? He was um, addicted to some drugs I didn't know of, some alcohol, came home one night in a, a, um, basically in an angry fit. 
And that was the night I realized my life is not worth living like this. I am, I would, I was like afraid that it was going to just get worse. And then maybe I'd end up, I don't know. I mean, the way it looked was I would, was maybe not going to be alive. I don't, I didn't know. So I decided that night, I'm not going to live like this anymore. I gotta do something. But here was the problem. I never went to like normal college. I was, went to performing arts college. My dream was to be singing, dancing, and acting. And so I really had nothing. And now I have this child to take care of and no career. And so knocking on the door of my mom's house and said, is there any way I can come back and just get on my feet? And she said, yes. And then at the time when my husband left, um, you know, he had his own stuff and he did not support my son and I. And so really out of just desperate times of I need to feed this child and keep a roof over his head, I went to work at a gym, like a local gym. And I was teaching group fitness classes. And then I said, well, this isn't making enough money, so I better, you know, sell gym memberships. And so that's kind of how I started getting my feet wet with doing the personal training. And that in itself is is another beautiful story, and I'll quickly share with you, though, is um, I had no money. I had nothing, really nothing. And I was charging food. And actually, I'm still paying off the debt from charging food how many moons ago. My son is 18 now. So I'm charging food, have no money, working in this gym, trying to get myself together. And the guy that moved me out of my um, home that we sold when I divorced, he came into the gym one day and he said, what's wrong with you? And for those of you listening, you've probably heard my story a million times. This is one of my favorite stories because to me, it's so inspirational, and it's a sign that something out there greater is working within us. So anyway, I tell him I'm not happy. I need to do something else. And he says, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I, I think I want to be a personal trainer because I want to help people. And he was like, okay, well, what's your problem? And I said, well, I need like $1,200, and I don't have it. I'm living hand to mouth day by day. And he was like, oh, okay. And then the next day I came to work, and there was $1,200 in cash in an envelope for me on my desk that said, I don't want anything from you. I just want you to pay it forward one day. And so I held on wow. to that envelope for, for like two weeks, Diane. Like, oh, my God, does this guy want to date me? Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> um, but I finally said, well, what the heck? He said, just pay it forward one day. Okay, I'll do it. And so I took his money that he gave me, and I went and got my personal training certification. And that's where – it started where I was like the journey of myself, but really the journey of helping so many other women that were mirroring to me what I was going through at the time. So that's what, how I went into training. And then from there, I was like, well, this is not enough. I, I'm not helping people to the depth that I can help them. So that's when I went to study nutrition. And then I was like, well, this isn't enough either. I need something more. And so I went to study more of like how the brain works and really changing the brain um, and the, you know, how it has this neuroplasticity. And then I was like, well, this isn't enough either. And actually I was having digestive issues at the time. And I, I went to um, a, a reader. I went to a psychic and I was like, ah, help me with this. I don't understand. I've done all this work and I still have my stomach's killing me. And she said to me, you're eating right. You don't need all those supplements. You got emotional issues. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I, I thought I dealt with this. 
and she told me to go see this African healer. And so I was like, sure, 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 I'll, I'll go. What the heck? I have nothing to lose here. And so I went, and the, the African healer said to me the same thing. You have emotional issues you have not dealt with. And I was like, yeah, but I, I feel good. I'm finally getting on my feet. And she was like, no, from your childhood. And that's where I was like, oh, here it is again, right? I have to look at this again. And um, that's when she started to say to me, you know, Andrea, you're a healer. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I help people, you know, feel good, lose weight. And she's like, no, it's deeper than that. It's deeper. And you, you can sense people and their depths of what they're going through and where it sits in the body. And I ignored this poor woman for like a month. <laughs> she kept telling me like, can you just study Reiki? I mean, that's a good start. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I don't know what you want me to do. Um, until one day she was like, how about I just give it to you for free? Because you need this. And finally I thought, okay, this is another sign from the universe. Sure, I'll take it. And that's when that next door opened. And I, again, realized I had all this stuff that I was trying to kind of push through life instead of allowing life and instead of right. looking at, you know, who I was and, and what I had to give. And, and it's not that I'm special than anybody else, you know, listening. We all have this. And this is why I was like, it's time that I share my story and help inspire and help re help people remember that this is within them too. And if we can really feel that worthiness within us, then we can accomplish a lot. We can accomplish our dreams. And, and I know because that book, I was deathly afraid of. For, for three years, I was like, I'm not writing a book. No, 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 no way. And then I see one healer after another working on myself, and they'd all say, you have to write a book. And I'm like, well, what the heck am I writing about? <laughs> Your own story. My own story. Yep. Yep, my own That's story. So amazing. And I have to I say, mean, there's... Go, go ahead. Well, it really was the moment. I had another one of those moments, and I'm sharing this with you guys, too, because I feel like we all have these moments, and we just kind of, like, brush it off like it's nothing. But it was a powerful moment that I was actually um, working with Tim Wilde. He's in Australia, and he works a lot about on the ascension pathways and the grids of the earth and Atlantis. And I'm having my private session with Tim one day, and he says, Andrea, you have to write a book. And I'm like, Tim, I don't know what to write about. And he said, you have to write your heart story. And I was like, what the heck? You know, what is always this cryptic language? <laughs> what? What does that mean? And so I hung up with Tim and I was like, okay, if I had to say what's my heart story, what's the number one thing I've struggled with my whole life, that if somebody else could get to uh, be a lot faster, what would it be? And it was like, oh, this feeling of not being enough and worthy. And, and so I thought, I'm going to write this book because it's just the manifestation that I can do it, which means you can too. And that's just the beginning, right? For all of us. Well, it's definitely something that I'm so glad that you're bringing to light, you know, that the, these feelings are just so, you know, common and just so rampant among all of us. I mean, we all feel unworthy at, at some time or another, you know, but then when, when it just becomes chronic that you're just having these negative self-sabotaging beliefs, you know, it can really 
just ruin your life. And it's interesting just listen to your listening to your story, like how you came to the the body. Usually you hear the term mind, body, spirit. You kind of came at it the other way, like body <laughs> and mind and spirit, you know, just kind yeah. of a little a little roundabout way. Um, you know, that's that I think is, is so interesting. And then just bringing you to the work that you're doing now. And you were able to see, though, what you've recognized with so many people don't see in the depths of their misery because they're so unhappy where they are now is that we do live in an abundant universe and that I believe whatever creator that you think is out there wants us all to be happy. You know, we're not supposed to be miserable in this world doing things that we're not meant to do. And that if you just kind of open open up and, and you know, accept and allow, which is what you were you were learning to do, you know, that and there are angels. I mean people that can come in and help you in that form, you know, you got the money that you needed for the the training you know, and other things yeah. started coming your way. So when you do set yourself on that path and you open yourself up, things will come. People will come into your orbit. And I'm, I'm seeing it happen to myself, <laughs> you know, just, just now things I'm experiencing and also in people around me that when, you know, they open their eyes and open up to, to what's possible and, and accept help, you know, that's a big thing with a lot of people too especially a lot of women that I know, you know, they don't want any help. I'll do it myself, you know. (laughs) So true. That's their feeling of pride, you know, oh, I don't need you. But we do need help. We do need people. And and sometimes we do have to ask for that. So that's an an important thing too. Um, We're going to take a break in in just uh, two minutes. But no, we still still have time. So I just wanted to let you know we had a a couple of minutes before then. But um, it's just so interesting in, in you sharing your story and also in going through what you went through at such a young age, you know, with the sexual abuse, I know it's a big topic with um, people right now. It's it's top of mind. And just you sharing what you went through and, and not being believed. And, and, it's still, and it's still happening today, you know, the whole thing with the Supreme Court justice and nobody believing uh, Christine Blasey Ford's story when Kavanaugh was, you know, being put on the bench. I mean, so things have gotten better, but still not enough, you know, we still have a lot, a lot of work to do. So it's, it's interesting, but yeah, we're going to take a a short break in um, just a few seconds and then come back and and chat some more. And if people do want to call, we're going to try to reconnect so that we get a a little bit more of a a clearer reception, but our number is 816-251-3555. If you do, feel so drawn to uh, jump on the phone and share your story. And hey, you can be anonymous. You know, sometimes when people are, are wanting to call a show, they think that, you know, give another name if you want. You know, we don't care. I mean, the, the question make is, is going to be the same. <laughs> yeah, make a, make a fake one. You know, that's fine too if you'd like to uh, contribute. So we'll take a short break. We'll be back in uh, just a minute talking with Andrea Lynn. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. Welcome back, everyone. I'm glad you could join me after our short break here. And uh, thanks to my guys there. In the studio, Jeff and Lewis uh, got me back connected. Just so weird that we 
had this little issue here with our disconnection here, but we are back. And I was telling Andrea during the break, I'm like, there's some weird energy here. This must be, uh, <laughs> you're bringing some crazy energy to the show. Uh, but it's it's all good. We are back here and I'm back with my guest, Andrea Lynn, talking about her book, Born Enough. And before the break, Andrea was sharing her story, just some of the unbelievable experiences and challenges that she's overcome and, and how she's come to the place now where she's able to work with people and teach them how to feel worthy, how to let go of those feelings of, of self-sabotage and, and self-loathing that so many of us experience. And that really keeps us back from enjoying life to the fullest and really being the expression of what we were put here to be. And Andrea, you said you wanted to make a point about how I had mentioned you kind of came to this work through body, spirit, or body, mind, then spirit. Like you, you, kind, of, you yeah. kind of mixed it around as you you came through working with the physical body, but how, how we handle our, our physical body is, is so important. And you, you were going to touch on that a little yeah. bit, you know, how these things kind yeah, of manifest I, physically. Yep. I feel that the body is, is extremely important um, because, well, if you think about my story, um, my physical body was what was harmed, right? And I was a dancer. And so I was, I was always dancing. So my body was, um, I, I feel like that's probably why I was guided in this direction to do the body, the mind, and the spirit. But what I, what I found on my own personal journey and what I found with working with so many people over the last, oh gosh, you know, 18 years now, is that when we have experienced trauma, a lot of times we, this is what happened for me, is I was living outside my body so it was like I was observing my life instead of being in my body, being grounded and centered because it didn't feel safe to be in my body. That means I'd have to feel all the stuff. And I didn't want to feel that. And I, but I wasn't conscious of it at the time. So I was like living outside my body until I realized how important it was to be grounded and centered. And that way, your body is the vessel between heaven and earth, right? So if the body is grounded, then it's this divine conduit that opens up for anything to occur, especially when you feel your worthiness. So um, that's what I, I really felt like we collectively need to remember is that if we've ever had trauma, and maybe, it, you know, you might be listening and saying, well, I wasn't sexually abused, that's pretty bad, and, but that's okay because we all had some form of trauma at some point, and, it, and even, you know, I had a woman recently that was like, well, you know, my dad would yell, not at me, at my sister, but to her, that was still traumatic, and, but when she would compare herself to my story, it wasn't, so get out of your comparison and just know that there's still trauma no matter what, and children, most, most children cannot deal with the trauma, so we, we have to just displace it somewhere, and so for me, I just kind of was like, well, I'll live over here. And so actually when I was growing up, my parents would say, Andrea, can you do this or do the, and I, I'd forget. And so they'd say, are you just saying you forgot? I'm like, no, I forgot because I was so ungrounded. I was like flighty. So I just feel it's important to remember that your body is, is just a beautiful vessel. And we tend to, you know, overeat, undereat, um, overexercise, underexercise, and, what we want to do is find the balance so we can get grounded and live in our body and feel our feelings 
And then we are really kind of uh, clicked into the universe even more. Um, because actually, Diane, you know, growing up, when I was about 17, my mom found this metaphysical church for me. And I was always, because she'd say to me, gosh, you, you're always into metaphysics. And she just didn't know what it was until she met this woman and said, you should bring your daughter here. And um, When I was young, I would talk to angels all the time. And so she brings me to this um, metaphysical church, and that re- really helped me actually cope with a lot of things. But I was learning for many years with this one, um, the pastor of the church. And she, um, over time, all of her teachings, you know, I was grasping them. So I would say, there's always something better. You know, there's always a silver lining. But what I realized, in that as I was writing the book actually was that I was almost had this pseudo spiritual thing happening to cope it was a coping mechanism so even though something really crappy was happening I'd be like well it's okay you know it's there's always there's some, something at the end of this that's even better for me and even though that is true I was still like not allowing myself to feel my feelings so that's right. when I'm trying said, to minimize okay. it too, like, like pushing yeah, it down. Exactly. Oh, this, this is nothing, but it really is something. But it really is right. Because, you know, mm-hmm. at the, at the end of the day, we are human and we are a being, you know, we're a human being. And so honoring, you know, this sucks. I don't like this. It feels like crap. That's the human part of you. And that's okay. And so what I do is I say, okay, I'm going to give myself one hour, 24 hours, whatever I feel like I need. And I'm going to be totally human and say, this sucks. I feel unworthy. I don't think I could do this. And then after that, I go, all right, there's something greater. And, and how do I get to that so that I can see that, right? So I, I found for me that I was just this pseudo-spiritual because I wasn't wanting to cope with my feelings of unworthiness. Wow. Well, I want to grab this call and see if we can get someone to maybe share a story or maybe you could do like a mini uh, session, you know, mini counseling yeah. with one of our callers. So let's grab sure. Pearl and she's calling from California. Pearl, welcome to the show. You're on with Andrea Lynn today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Pearl. Sure. Hi, hi. Um I I just want to say that I appreciate your story. I especially appreciate what you just shared. Um, And I, uh, anyway, that I do believe that you can always believe that you're going to be led and that everything that happens puts you on a path to letting it go. Um, if you, and you can just pay attention and our bodies are one of our best indicators. They're a tool to, you know, help us, um, um, be open to those angels and programs and gifts that come into our life to, um, bring us into a knowing of who we really are. Forgiveness is the key to happiness, Jen. Yeah. So I just oh, I'm really glad you brought that it. up, I... Pearl. I'm glad you brought yeah. up forgiveness, and that's something that Andrea mentions uh, in the book. Did you want to um, respond to Pearl, Andrea? Yeah. So, Pearl, thank you for being brave and and um, sharing that with us. I appreciate you for that. 
And Pearl, it feels like you've done a lot of work also. That's what it feels like when just listening to you and, and feeling the vibe from you. It's, a, it's like Pearl's done a lot of work. So I also appreciate that you have done that because as one woman changes, we all change collectively. So do you feel like – go ahead, Pearl. Well, I was just going to say that it's so perfect. I, I mean, it really, it really is true that – and forgiveness is um, – you know, I, it's a tough word. It was for a long time for me. There were a lot of things that came in my path that truly, truly helped me, and it's 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 a it's a journey that you know certainly doesn't hasn't stopped. And um, and I was and I was a, a child as well uh, from a very very young age, and it's all kind of freaky, but um, it's. It's. I've I have done a lot of work and had a lot of help, and um, it's like it didn't even happen. And and yeah. and I and I just say that because I'm so different in every way, and um, so it's like really did that really happen to me? And and in and in new terms in quantum physics, it didn't. Mhm. Yeah, and, so, and like Diane said, Pearl, I appreciate you bringing up forgiveness because in the book I actually talk about forgiveness and I offer what's called a forgiveness flush. And um yeah. and most people I feel when they say you have to forgive, they're like no way, I can't forgive <laughs> somebody who did something so horrible. And you know, for a long time I would say, all right, I know I need to forgive, but I would also start to get agitated. Like, how can somebody, how can I forgive somebody who's done something like that, right? And what I feel like Pearl's bringing up for all of us is my my lens on forgiveness is forgiveness is a process and, a, and it's a practice. And it takes time to soak into your heart and feel it in your body. But when you're in the consciousness of forgiveness and that situation and the person no longer has any emotional charge, then that is the consciousness of neutrality. And that in itself, I feel like they they go hand in hand because you want to be neutral. And that is when you're in the place of forgiveness, you know. And um, I think, thank you, Pearl, for bringing that up because a lot of people I still feel have this, How I can't forgive, I, I'll never forgive. But you, it's just feeling no more charge when you think of the person or the situation does that make sense oh yes because all i wanted more than anything was peace of mind and mm-hmm. I, I i don't know how well actually it was after reading uh paramahansa yogananda's book autobiography of a yogi that i realized there was something yeah that there was something more going on here and that I could, and that for by by forgiving or by letting it go, that's where my peace was going to be. That that if I did this and practiced it, because practice is crucial. I I have this uh, motto: it's practice. Instead of saying practice makes perfect, I say practice makes permanent. I got mm. that from a. Um, a group that I used to sing with because if you practice something wrong you learn it wrong so 
So yeah. however you, anyway. So, but just that by practicing forgiveness, little by little, I stopped thinking about it. Little by little, it wasn't in my face every day. Little by little, I stopped being a victim. It, it's just very freeing. Yeah, it is very freeing. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Well, I just appreciate what you're doing. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll let, there's somebody else I'm sure that needs to talk to. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us, Pearl. I really appreciate it. You bet. Awesome. I uh, I love to hear from people and to get their stories. So I was really glad that, um, that someone could join us, you know, and they're brave enough to share mm-hmm. their story. And and even if her name wasn't Pearl, that's okay. You know? I love that's that name too. Though. <laughs> I do. I, you know, I love how some of the, I guess the older names are like classic names, you know, are coming back yeah. like Ava and Pearl and it's beautiful. And I love what she was saying too about forgiveness. And, and I totally agree with you on, you know, forgiveness being a process and, and not, not meaning that you forgive the act itself, you know, because I'm sure people could say, oh, you should forgive your abuser, right? The person that, that caused you so much pain, but maybe it's not forgiving the abuser. Maybe it's, you know, understanding that they're, you know, they're a sick person, a horrible person in pain and that, you know, you're not to blame for what happened and really forgiving yourself, you know? So I don't think it's that, that black and white of, oh, well, you have to, forgive that person that did this horrible thing to you. You know, I, I don't think it's, right. it's that easy. I'm with you. Emma. And that's why and I'm sure you, you saw, Diane, that in the book, The Forgiveness Flush is a three-day process. You know, second day, forgiving yourself. And third day, it's forgiving God, creator. Because a lot of times people are really like, yeah, God did this. Why didn't God save me, right? And so that that three-day process, when done it's um i mean the women that have done it are really raving about how they feel free it's like oh kind of like what pearl said a place of um freedom and you can take a deep breath and it just changes even the the body and how the body is expressing itself because if you think about if we have this we're holding resentment guilt shame blame in the body that's what we're walking around with. And so maybe that's in your lower back and your lower back is like, please, can we get through this? I want to feel free and flexible again. Well, let's talk a little bit about that, how it does express itself in the body, because I think that a lot of times when you're holding on to anger and and you describe in the book, uh, this horrible rage, you know, that you felt for years uh, after the abuse, you know, and how, how that would come up and express itself in your life. And I think that also manifests itself physically, like you were saying, how, how we eat, how we treat our bodies, but could also show up as chronic illnesses, you know, as, as yeah. cancer, you know, things that if, if we don't address it are, are going to come back and, and slap us in the face. And how do you work with people Absolutely. on that, on that body part connection, the physicality of Ooh, it. this is like my favorite part actually um, because it's like taking personal training to a whole new level um, but I believe in quantum physics that everything is energy and that includes your your body um, you know if you think about it your body's made up of nine systems it has circulatory endocrine respiratory reproductive digestive muscular you know has nervous system skeletal system, urinary system. So when you break these systems down, they're made up of organs and tissues. And then if you continue to break down the organs and tissues, they're made up of cells, 
the cells are made up of molecules, the molecules are made up of atoms, and then the atoms are subatomic particles, which are basically energy. So it's like what, uh, and I say this in the book, like what Einstein said, energy can never be created nor destroyed, but it can be changed from one form to another. So if our unworthiness, which, like, if you take it a step back, has guilt, shame, blame, um, fear, anger, all connected, intertwined into this weaving, then that, say, fits in your digestive tract. For me, it was all digestion because I wasn't in my power. And so um, my body was showing me every day when I'd have digestive issues, like, hey, hey, can you look at this? Can you look at this? And so what I did was over time, I actually looked at the body metaphysically and said, okay, well, if the, if the glutes, if your butt is the seat of your power, then we need to strengthen our glutes, not to have like a Beyonce butt, but, because, but we need to strengthen our glutes because that's the seat of our power. So if we can use the muscular system that intertwines into our mindset and intention and start to change the energy, then miracles can really happen. You know, yes, your body will change shape, but it's changing shape because we're changing the energy that's been sitting there. So um, I actually have, I think, seven different um, exercises in the book that are completely connected to igniting enough and you know like like i said working your glutes is that's the seat of your power so when there's specific workout to do to ignite your power um if you feel like oh you know i i I need to just align more with my worth then in the book i i talk about planking so um you know doing any type of chest workout is about opening up the heart and what feels stagnant in that area and that might be let me just give you an example. There was a woman the other day working with me, and um, she had some fear about moving into a new job position. And it's like a better position for her. She knows she can do it, but she was like, I don't know. I, all the unworthiness stuff is flooding back in. So if we work the chest and open up the chest, then she was freer to say, okay, yeah, I can step into that. I feel my worth. But if we can look at the back of her muscle, the back of her literally the back, and start to look at the back and bring it more flexibility, then she has the flexibility of the past. Those energy molecules that are sitting in her back from her past that might say, Ugh, I don't know, last time you took that a position like this, you messed up a little bit. And so we right. can allow all those molecules to begin to shift. And right, and you're just illustrating exactly how we hold that kind of stuff in our body. And it was important to you to put those exercises in. I was going to say, you know, for people, if you want to pick up the book, it's very experiential. You know, it, it, it walks you through things, you know, it, it gives you an opportunity and challenges you to uh, work with the mind and the body together with the exercises in the book. So I think it's really great. And people can get it on, on Amazon or they can reach out to you on your website to pick this up, right? Yeah. If they wanted to get yeah. a copy. Yeah, because it's really great mm -hmm. to work with it uh, together, you know, with the mind and the body exercises that you put in here. And I wanted to mention too, you know, your, the, the spirit piece and your um, ability to be empathic and to be intuitive. And you bring that into your whole program. And part of the book, you do mention you have a 90-day program. 
and you also have an online course that people can work with. But it all ties together. I know we've talked about body and mind, but also spirit. And you've had in, intuitive gifts and have worked with this for a long time and, and have worked with angels. So what, I mean, what was that like in the beginning? Like you said, the angels kind of were uh, a rescue for you, right? They were a way or someone yeah. that, could, that would protect you or you felt that you were protected by them. But do you still feel really connected to that realm, to the angelic realm? Yeah, as I uh, evolved spiritually, I definitely I started to explore all realms, right? There's the angelic realm, there's ascended masters and, and mothers, and there's enlightened star beings. So um, I've connected to all of those. And, and what I do is now just connect to which one, each one of them holds a vibration, an energy vibration that will assist in remembering your worth. And, you know, let's say Mother Mary says to somebody, um, you know, they need to work on loving themselves, really. That's the big culprit for them. And that came because when they were four, the phone rang. They were playing with their mom. The phone rang, and the mom stopped and said, let me get the phone. And for some reason, they still don't feel loved. And so, you know, if we can tune into that energetic um, frequency, that flow, each divine being has its own um, healing, then we can also play with and dance in, in that energy while going through this very human experience of the body and the mind. Does that make so sense? do you find that's a challenge? Oh, yeah, totally. That makes sense to me. <laughs> but a challenge for people? Yeah, if you're working with people where it's a challenge that, you know, maybe they were brought up in a, a religious tradition that was really restrictive or they just didn't feel a connection to or maybe was even abusive in, in some ways and they just decided, yeah. okay, this isn't for me, I'm walking away. You know, and a lot of people ha have done that and just felt that <laughs> a, a divine so source of, of power was, up. you know, available to them. So when you're working yeah. with people, though, how, how does that work for you? Like, how do you approach that with people? Um, sometimes very gracefully. And sometimes I don't even have to say who that ascended being is that I can see and talk to. You know, I can just um, give guidance. I feel of those, they'll say to me, well, how did you know how to say that? I needed that or well, I'm going through that. And it's just because, you know, I'm just really following that guidance. And they don't maybe need to know that Mother Mary is behind them and supporting them. But that energy is there always. You know, and actually last night uh, I was on a call with a client and uh, I said, you know, what, what ascended being can you connect to to have one moment of a blessing? One moment will change everything. She's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And on my paper when I was talking to her, I wrote Jesus. And so she she's says, well, maybe, yeah, maybe it's uh, Mary Magdalene. Maybe it's Mother Mary. She's spearing out some names. I said, well, I don't know why, but I wrote Jesus. And she started to cry. And so I said, well, what makes you cry? And she said, well, because I had an experience when I was going to church many years ago that Jesus sat next to me and I, I felt his presence and, and I had a healing. And I said, oh, okay. So why are you crying? You know, this is wonderful. He's back. And she said, well, because I just... Uh, I don't. I don't like mainstream church anymore. I, I was burned way too many times. So she has her own personal experience, and I said, "Okay, well, you don't have to do that anymore. We could do it a different way." And she, 
it just opened her up to, oh, wait, you mean I can go walk in nature and still connect to an enlightened being that I don't, I don't have to go in an ashram or a church or, and, and that made a world of a difference last night for her. And so. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. That's so great. So we have just two minutes. I mean, this whole time has flown by. There's so much more we could talk about. I've got a lot more questions (laughs) that I could could (laughs) ask you. So I'll just, I'll have to have you back again for sure, because, you know, this whole topic of, of unworthiness is is so huge. And and like I was describing um, about the show I was watching last night, the affair on HBO, just this, this main character. I don't know if you watched the show, but it was just so interesting how, how this came up and how, Oh yeah, it's it's great. I mean, I I got sucked in, you know, a couple of seasons ago. But the one of the characters was kind of chanting a mantra to herself: "You are enough. You are enough," and was Ooh. just so challenged with her dealing with this little baby. She had just had a baby and and couldn't, you know, was having a hard time maneuvering through that. But it's just interesting how, you know. And then she also had challenges with her mother and how. You know, she wasn't enough to her. So I, I just think these feelings run so deep with people that it's definitely worth addressing again. And I do want people to reach out to you and get in, in touch with you. You're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You are everywhere. And also online yeah. at andrealin.com and they can pick up the book. Just such great exercises in here, really easy to follow. Or they could also check you out with your online course. So hopefully you'll be yeah, out there have speaking and, and doing some stuff. Yes, and plans. I would like to just say that anybody listening to this, uh, offering a free gift, if you go to andrealin.com backslash ignite, there's a free gift for you guys where you can instantly ignite your worth. There's a specific body part that you can work awesome. with if you're going on like a, you know, your next big job interview Let, or date or Let's send anything. them there. Well, thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.